welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there is always more to life. Jesus, we're so grateful that you show up every time we invite you here. And we're so thankful that you showed up at UM Army and that you are a God who transforms lives and you're a God who doesn't let us go and draws us deeper into intimacy with you. You're a God who calls us further up and further in. So Lord, I just pray you pour out your Holy Spirit on all those who are at this camp that they might continue to step into obedience to you, that they might love you more each day and that you might dazzle them with your beauty. Lord, we ask all of this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. So to build on that, it's the perfect segue into our sermon series that we've been talking about, Withness, and being with people, because when you are at UM Army, you are with people. You are with those people you are sleeping with, eating with, praying with, worshiping with. You are with those clients. You are in their homes. You are there interacting with them um, and being invited into their lives. And so there's just beautiful, beautiful ways that we are with people all throughout UM Army. But withness is about those relationships that we need as people that help us to remain committed to Christ and following Christ. And it's shown through these testimonies. It shows that through that connection, not just with each other, but also with the client, that we're able to have our relationship with Christ deepened and transformed. We were designed in God's image to be in relationship with the Trinity and the body of Christ. The book that we're using um, by Sweet, which is no relation to me, by the way. Um, <laughs> I didn't write the book. Um, and don't know anyone who, in my family who did. Um, this week, we're talking about the relationship between David and Nathan. And we're going to start reading with the scripture, 2 Samuel 12, 1-7, if you'll stand as you were able for the word. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except the little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it. It grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. And instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, you are that man. The word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So to get you caught up a little bit, David has committed adultery with Bathsheba. She is pregnant with this child. She, he had her husband murdered um, on the, front, the war front. And now Nathan, who is his trusted advisor, his friend, who's been a part of his life for many years, 
whose Nathan's role is to speak God's voice into David's life. And Nathan is confronting David with what he's done. I think it's interesting that he does it through a story. Because really, in the end, Nathan doesn't convict David. David convicts himself. But he reveals what David was unable to see. That role that Nathan plays in his life, as his prophet, as his advisor, as his friend, he knew when he went to David and was going to confront him on this, that that could cost him his friendship, it could cost him his life. But it was his role to interpret the signs and see what God wants and speak what God wants for the future. And so God uses Nathan to change the direction of David's life. And Sweet, this uh, author that we've been looking at his book, he says that Nathan plays the role of editor. And he goes into that quite a bit, and I really like this image. The image of editor versus accountability partner. And having someone that we're accountable to or people that we are accountable to is very important. It's a part of our transformation in our life um, and our ways that we encounter God. But sometimes we need specifically an editor in our lives. And if you think about the role of an editor, an editor takes our, our work, takes our manuscript, and they get rid of the bad stuff, and they leave the good stuff and make it into something better. And so that was Nathan's role. Nathan was an editor. He was helping David to leave the bad stuff behind, get rid of the rest, and improve on the good stuff. As I was reading this story and thinking about it and thinking about the sermon for today, at first pass, when you think about telling the story of Nathan and David, I know my initial reaction is, oh, how can I be a better Nathan? How can I speak truth into people's lives? As a mom, I would like to say that I like to think that I have a lot of truth that I need to share with my family and my children in particular, and that I need to speak into their lives. But you know what? I don't think the story is about us being a Nathan. It's about us leaving room in our lives and space for us to have a Nathan in our lives. Because you hear the problem with what I said? My truth. I need to speak my truth into someone's life. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to have God speak his truth into our lives. Nathan was not speaking for himself. He was speaking for God. And we all need, I need, a Nathan, multiple Nathans in my life. So how do we create space for a Nathan? What gets in the way of us having a Nathan in our lives? And so I made a little list this week, and here's the things I came up with that keep us from having a Nathan in our lives. We can have a Nathan in our lives, but sometimes we just don't take the time to listen. Pride, definitely pride gets in the way. A desire to control outcomes ourselves. David had a set of outcomes that he wanted. He wanted to protect himself, and he wanted to control the outcomes. When we start trying to control the outcomes, that's us playing God's role. We're no longer listening to God. I think past hurts 
and sins against us, not even our own fault. But I think those sins and that hurt from our past can destroy our ability to trust and destroy our ability to know that the truth can be spoken in love. So sometimes we have to let go of some of those past things so that we can hear what the Nathans in our life are saying. And there's also just our own past sin that we have justified, that we have convinced ourselves is the right decision to make. It's what David did. Everything he did was justified in his his mind. But it's through that justification that we block the truth. Also, addictions. Addictions put up walls immediately. There is not a relationship that you have that is not affected by addiction. And it prevents you from hearing the truth. And last, I think there's just the voices of the world that are not the voices of the truth. How often do we hear in passing very sarcastically and passive-aggressive, well, you do you. All that matters is your truth. Sometimes the world keeps telling us that it's just our success or our perception of success that is most important. All of those things prevent us from hearing the truth, and they prevent us from hearing our Nathans. Thanks again for joining us for today's message. We will return to the sermon in a moment, but first, we would like to ask for you to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. We believe God is doing some amazing things here at KUNC, and your feedback helps our church to reach new listeners that we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Now, let's get back to the work. So how do we make room for an editor? Here's a couple of things that I thought about. You might need a Nathan if. So that's... (laughs) And Paul talks about all of these things. So these are actually taken from Paul's suggestions, not mine. But you might need a Nathan if you ever deal with hostility, jealousy, anger, envy, or competitiveness. There's probably a whole lot longer list to that as well. But those, you can probably trace most of things back to those. So when we're struggling with those things, If we're going to have an editor in our lives, we have to know how to recognize the truth. How do we know when someone is speaking truth and love to us? And I think this goes back to Uamarmi. I think Uamarmi is a fantastic example of this. We have to know scripture. We have to spend time in scripture individually and together in community. We have to be praying constantly individually and together as a community. We need to be in relationship with people, not just for long-term relationships, but in certain seasons of our life. And those are the things that help us recognize truth. They help us to see God's movement in our lives and be able to recognize it. One of the things that the author says is, editors don't rush to tell us the truth, They help us to do the truth. 
UM Army spent a week, those kids and adults spent a week doing the truth. Not just in the way that they served and built ramps, but in the ways that they were able to share the gospel and share the word of Christ with their clients, with each other, to worship together. James 1.22 tells us, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. David was deceiving himself. He didn't understand that it was his truth that he had put in his life, and he was no longer listening to God's. And so we're called to be in close relationship with people. So who are you in relationship with? Are you in relationship with other people who are seeking to hear God's voice? When we're here together, when we pray together, when we worship together, when we study God's word together, when we serve together, we're surrounding ourselves with a community of people who are also seeking to hear God's voice. So are those the people you're in relationship with or are you in relationship with people who are good for your ego and make you feel really good about yourself? Despite David's sin, God remained at work and moved forward his redemption plan in David's life and for the kingdom. And that's God's plan to redeem us in his kingdom. And as we come together as a church, as we are with each other, when we connect with each other in that way, just as the theme of UM Army was to connect, when we do those things, it's through that process that God's love and grace is revealed to us. So that's what we do. We stay in Christian community. We worship. We pray. We read scripture. And we serve together. That's UM Army wrapped up right there in four words. Four big action words. But when you spend a week doing that in that community, it provides the opportunity for you to hear from a lot of different Nathans in your life. Some of those Nathans, some of those editors might have been the client. They might have been other people on your work team. They might have been adults. It could have been through worship, through the prayer time. All of those things came together to be editors, to help shape our hearts and our minds and our lives. When the bishop was here a few weeks ago to kick off this series, he mentioned that sanctification is the start of a series of changes in our lives. It's a continuous process of experiencing God's grace and responding to it. And he also made us, remember, memorize the seven fruits of the Spirit. I'm not going to go through that again today. I'm going to trust that you still remember it, <laughs> but I'll remind you of them real quickly. I can't remember the, like, the last little the rhythm that he used at the end. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we have editors in our lives, when we have Nathans in our lives, when we are in community, when we are connected with other people, when we are worshiping, praying, 
studying scripture and serving together, those are the fruits. That is what comes forth, is what comes out of our lives, and it's a reflection of who God is. So if we're lucky, we'll have many Nathans and many editors in our lives over the years. Like I said, I think there are those long-term Nathans, and I think there are those short-term ones that come in very sporadic points, sometimes just from an encounter that you may not even know that person's name, but they may reveal truth to you through that encounter. I'm a member of a discipleship band, which is a group of small three to five people. We've been meeting together for many years now, and a big part of that is to hold each other accountable. But one of the beautiful things about us meeting together, especially over the years, is that we've helped each other to see how far we've come. And when we have those moments where we're doubting, where we're fearful, another person in my group will speak into my life and they'll remind me of a time where I have experienced God's love and grace and provision that God has transformed, has sustained me in the past or someone else in the group. And it helps us to edit away our doubts and our fears and remind us of God's provision and God's grace in our past and remember that it's there. It's already there. It's already provided that foundation. It's just another opportunity to continue moving forward. As we make room for a Nathan in our lives, it's about the best coming through us. But that best isn't us coming through. That best is Jesus coming through us. The best of us is in Jesus, and it shapes us to be doers for God's truth. When we stop listening to our own voices or the world's voices and we make room for God's truth, we were created to be his image bearers and our sin makes that a messy process. David is a testament to that. But God always has been, continues to be, and always will be working to redeem us through his grace. And it's through that grace that we experience new life. So make room for an editor. Because what you're doing is making room for God to edit your life so that you can experience new life in him. Make room for worship and prayer, scripture, and serving so that you can experience God's grace and redemption in powerful new ways. It's not a one-and-done experience with Jesus. That sanctifying grace is about us continually being called into his presence and experience it over and over and again. And each time we do, each time we remember the way he has provided for us in the past, we're able to take a further step out in faith a further step out in love, and a further extension of his grace. So I challenge the people who are here from UM Army and all of us to continue to make room for editors in our life, make room for those experiences and those relationships, and it all comes from us doing that together. 
In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.